I, we were reading, uh, Marie read for us the story of the birth of Jesus, the Messiah, and the, the scripture, look, the virgins shall conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now that is from Isaiah 7, which is not as happy as we make it sound. But I do want to hear this. So later, this is verse 10, the Lord sent this message to King Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign of confirmation, Ahaz. Make it as difficult as you want, as high as heaven or as deep as the place of the dead. But the king refused. He said, no, I will not test the Lord like that. Then Isaiah said, listen, well, your royal family of David, isn't it enough to exhaust human patience? Must you exhaust the patience of God as well? All right, then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child, and she will give birth to a son, and will call him Emmanuel which means God is with us. By the time the child is old enough to choose what is right and wrong and reject what is wrong, he will be eating yogurt and honey. For before that child is that old, the lands of the two kings you fear so much will be deserted. It's an interesting contrast of promise versus that. I, I, I want to talk a little bit in this more relaxed service a little bit about uh, a holiday that most of the other British colonies celebrate tomorrow. Boxing Day. Do you know Boxing Day? So, so if, you, if you've lived abroad or you've lived in a British colony, then you know that Boxing Day is the day that you get rid of all your old stuff the day after Christmas so, so your house isn't all full of stuff because you've got new stuff. But that's not the origins of that day. The origins of that day are you put away the old because the new has come. That's quite a different story. How do we go about putting away the old stuff because the new has come, that Jesus has come, and because he came, he changes everything. And you might say, no, we just live in a world it's just exactly like it's always been. But we don't. Do you know the idea, let me just uh, say this for a second, the idea that war has limits and that there are things you shouldn't do in war is because Christ came and changed the way we interact with each other. That, that's just a simple thing, right, that that the idea of a just war is even a later Christian idea that, that there are certain behaviors you shouldn't be doing. They didn't do all that before. My favorite example is this in the Jonah story. The seeds are terrible. What God did we make so angry that we should throw somebody into the sea to appease him? We don't do that anymore. Just thank God. God. So, so now because Jesus has come, we've put away some of these dramatic things in our lives and the way that our world reacted. Sometimes, though, we need to put away some personal things that we held on to in our past life. That Jesus comes and he says, yes, you did that. But you don't need to continue doing that. 
it's not necessary to continue doing that. And, and those of you who are sitting here and have listened to me for a number of years know, know that I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. And I'm not a fan of them for, for one very specific reason. And unless the Lord's in it, you'll never get it done. Right? That, the, that on your own, New Year's resolutions average 14 days. But a new habit takes 90 days, and so you're 76 days shy of a habit. Not just close. That's like treading water through the flood. You're not doing that. You need a life preserver. You need a savior. So the idea that I have is this, is that is our lives are sort of like pencil holders. And they have all sorts of things. And mine used to have no room for writing instruments, and it was all paintbrushes and charcoal things. And every time you would touch it, it would make it get your hands dirty and your, it'd be on you. Because if you've ever been to in an art world, then you know that smocks are there for a reason, right? To keep you clean and to get one thing dirty over and over so the other clothes are still presentable. I used to have a brush, uh, a shirt that went with my, my holder that I just sort of cleaned my brushes on. But if we take this in here, I know that like this is one of these pens that smells bad, bad for you. <laughs> and, and maybe as God comes into my life, I need to take stock of what's in here. And so you, you sort of pour out your life on Boxing Day. The day after Christmas, Jesus comes, right? The day after Jesus comes into your life and starts to change you and starts to pour new things into your life, maybe you ought to say, maybe I don't need a thousand dollars of paintbrushes in my holder. <laughs> Actually, don't even have most of those anymore. My mom started painting a number of years ago, and she was buying acrylic brushes. You know, just to, the the new style of brushes that you can buy because you can't buy sable brushes anymore. But when I was in art school, you had to have sable, and so I had like literally a thousand dollars worth of brushes but my mom's learning how to paint and I'm not using them. It's okay to take those, mm -hmm. that part of your life and say, somebody else can have that. Somebody else can use it. It's also okay to say that maybe <laughs> <laughs> just easier to get rid of some stuff. I can't get rid of this though. Because the dry erase board is a part of my life, so it has to go back in. But maybe, maybe Mr. Fix It isn't the number one priority. No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I still have part of that art world, so so not just these are not little kid scissors, you know, the ones with nice safe points. I cut myself with these the other day and needed a needed not just a band-aid but something on it to clot it. But that stinky pen, I don't need it anymore. But you know what I'm talking about, right? That there's things in your life that Jesus comes and he changes in your life. Have you taken stock of your life? 
and your habits. I like this. This is part of part of my old world. Before art school, I was a draftsman, and and this is a scale. Do you do you understand what this is? This is this one's not metric like the new ones would be, but this one has scales. So like, if you want to do a drawing to three thirty seconds of an inch equals a foot, you can use this. That was part of my old life when I built display models the size of this room. I don't plexiglass, but we would do that. They would set the drawings in front of us. They said, do that. It was, it's in my thing, but I think I put it in there eight months ago and it hasn't come out. <laughs> so I don't need it. Do you, do you understand that there's a chance to, to check your life and see what you need and see what you're holding on to that doesn't need to be held on to it? Highlighters. Well, they're pretty useful. They help you find your way through the documents. You go, oh, that, there's that one thing I needed to pay attention to. Not because there's going to be a test later, but because it either has to be paid attention to later or remembered or fixed or something like that. So we keep that. And then I keep a couple writing pens. And I keep a red pen in here for other people to correct me. <laughs> Those of you who've been in my small Bible study know that there's one thing I don't do. What is that, Sandy? Spell. Spell. <laughs> I, could, I could have said that to Karen, too. She's spent more time. But I used to always write with indelible pens. You know, I've got room for new things in my holder. So, not just what should we rethink, what makes the whole world rethink is this Jesus, this, this new way to be human. That when we come to him, and he comes and takes residence in our lives, we are not just slightly different. We are a new way to be human. So last night, funny story, we're getting ready for the Christmas Eve service and somebody bumped the cross up front and it was swinging wildly as it does if you bump it. And in the back, Maya was here, I'm gonna tell the story, I didn't ask her permission. She goes, look at the cross moving like that, Jesus is coming back. <laughs> Just like that. And she paused and she goes, how terrifying. How terrifying. But how terrifying it is when he comes back. The story is that he's coming back, and even in his baby form, he separated the people that knew what was right from those that did it and didn't. Just his presence, the new standard of being. But when he comes back, it's really terrifying, right? We're going to have all these things that separated us from other people that were in our lives, but we didn't get rid of. Right? We kept them in our pencil holder, even though they shouldn't be there. And when he comes back, the thing that's terrifying is, is that we haven't cleaned up our lives and we're not ready. It's not that he's the problem. It's that his return points out the problem in us. 
But if you've taken the time to rethink because of his coming and change your life, then you're not terrified. You're not screaming for the hills to fall on you, right? It would be better to die of an avalanche than to have this feeling of separation. That's what's going on in the second coming. I don't want to be that wrong this long. I don't want to be wrong that way anymore. It would be better for the hills to fall on me. It would be better for my world to end. But if you've taken the time to live and let him adjust what's in your pencil holder, you get to say, it's time I don't have to deal with this stuff anymore that's messing with me. And so the same event creates two distinct reactions based on your relationship to him. He's the same Lord, but your relationship makes all the difference in your reaction and your feelings of his coming. And so, this morning, as we, as we celebrate the joy of his coming, I invite you to take a look at the way you store things in your heart. So the next coming is joy too. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for today. I thank you for a moment on Sunday to talk about your birth and what it can mean in our lives and how we might change and live in relationship with you. Thank you for the whiteness of our Christmas, the fairy tale look of it. Give us strong hands and backs to deal with the reality of it. In your precious name, Lord.